Hey guys, welcome to Second Breakfast. I'm Ez. I'm Matt. And I'm Tom. And we are back with uh, Mystery Night Part 2. This is the end of our Dunkin' Egg series. This is it? Well, I mean, we're going to keep we're gonna, theories yeah. and all, all sorts of stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this, this, is, this the is, last, is the last chapter. This is the last chapter of the third book um, of the Hedge Knight series, I guess. So, where we left you off last time, Dunk had just. Um, he was. He had entered he the list. Got his bell rung. Got his bell rung big time, and he was taken down um, by Uther Underleaf, the Snail Knight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pretty big deal. I mean, he was his head wasn't in. He was hungover. We are at um, the White Walls Tourney. Dunk has entered as a Mystery Knight, hence the title, and we are actually at um, Lord Butterwell's wedding to one of the Frey. I guess daughters or something. Lord Frey's daughter. Yeah, and um, so we're here, and we're noticing something kind of strange. We're noticing a lot of uh, Black Dragon supporters, former supporters. Egg notices, right? I'm one of them. So I kind of am. I'm a Damon guy. I think Tom. I just like the. I just to me, I just like the idea. I just think the shield looks cooler. I think the Black Dragon on the red shield looks cooler than the red dragon on the black shield. Okay. So you're one of those based on the mascot and you're going with this team. Yeah. So nothing to do with like Damon was dashing a better man. Blackfire sword was given to him. Darren was kind of, sh- you know, no, it's kind of like how I pick fantasy. It's kind of like how I pick, fa- uh, basket, the basketball, the March madness. March madness. Oh, I like, yeah. I like, I, I like orange and blue. That's yeah. Florida. I'm going to pick them. Right. That's kind of okay. cool. Yeah. Same thing in Game of Thrones. There should be a Game of Thrones March Madness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I mean, what it really comes down to is, at the you know, they, they stress this at some point that, you know, Damon versus Darren, one was more of the heroic knight that's athletic and can actually fight. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the other one's bookish. Right. Who do you really want running the kingdom? The one that knows how to run it or the one that can just lead an army? Wow, so Tom's pulling a red dragon on me. Well, I don't know, Tom, because uh, when Ez and I did our which house are you, and Ez kind of told me exactly what house I really should be in, and let's let's face it, it's probably fair. Uh, I seem to remember Rhaegar Targaryen being kind of bookish, and then here comes Robert Baratheon like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know what? But, the but thing who is, would you want to run the second hey, kingdoms? The, was Baratheon very good at running the kingdoms? I think he was for a bit until you know the, until until the until he had the lion to get over came to a in. Small council. That's or his uh, the the council. That, they, it all really came down to who was the hand of the king. That's right. And last time I checked, the Baratheons still should be in power because Stannis is alive. And uh, yeah, yeah. he's the he's the rightful heir. <laughs> so oh, I mean, it, it's just a matter of you know if you're you're more like Damon, uh-huh. then you're gonna want a hand of the king that's maybe a little bit smarter and able yeah. to run things. Yeah. And if you're Darren, then you've got that covered. So you want a hand of the king that's more of a general. Yeah, like Tywin Lannister. So. Yeah, actually, really, that's a good call. It's a good call, Tom. I like it. Okay. So that sets that's uh, we get a little off topic there, but it's good. Uh, it's not off topic. No, you're right. It's, it's right on. It's red or it's black. Right on target. Get on board. Um, here we go. So we've got um, Dunk is knocked out, and when he wakes up, so to start our second chapter here, he wakes up, and the maester is talking to him and basically explaining, like, you're lucky to be alive. Buddy. Yeah. You know, like, 
that big thick head is really what saves him. You know what I mean? He's just this big guy that would take a lot to really knock out and kill. Which again, you know, as we mentioned in our last chapter, Dunk parallels. Uh-huh. Dunk was lucky to be alive at the end of the first. Lucky to be alive at the end of the second. And now kind of lucky to be alive at the middle of the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and but it's his size. I mean, he's again what's helping carry him. He's got this good nature about him, good morals and things, and it's it's this gentle giant sort of thing, and it's just like that's what's allowing him to prevail, but he's getting more and more skilled. He's learning more and more, gaining more and more experience. So, okay, he takes off from the maester. The maester mentions that, you know, Egg had been there by his side. You know, he had to send the boy away, um, etc. and he goes to find Egg, goes back to the, their little pavilion place that, where they're set up at, and he has a couple conversations. Tom pointed out one that I almost forgot about, but he actually uh, convinces Egg is trying to say to him, let's not ransom or let's not ransom back or let's not even give up the, your armor and your shield and your sword and your horse. They have to give that uh, to Underleaf, the yeah. snail knight, because he won it and they have to go. It's the, it's the rules. Know, it's the rules. He has to go take that to him. And then enter a hedge knight who we haven't talked about in a little while. Yes, uh, Sir Maynard Plum. He comes in here and it's like, you know what? You really don't belong. Nobody's going to even notice. You're a hedge knight. You don't matter. Just take your stuff and go. Get out of here. Take your squire and go. But Dunk the Lunk, thick as a castle Uh wall, says, no, I can't do that. Is there no chivalry, you know, like left? Right, exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, it was, that was kind of interesting because we got, we hadn't really seen Maynard Plum in a while, and, and for him to come in and sort of recommend that he leave, that was interesting. And it was a, another warning that he is, that Dunk, you're in the wrong place. This is not the right place to be in. Um, so, interesting. So, back to Egg. He convinces Egg to take his, um, his armor uh, to, does he, does he take it or does, does uh, Dunk himself take it? I think he takes it himself, doesn't he? With I, I think he does because then, you know, like the interaction between the snail knight and mm-hmm. Dunk, uh, he you know he's like, "Here's my armor and stuff, and right. I'll uh, I'll get the money for it in some way or whatever." Right. And that's when you know the guy was like, you know, asking, "Why aren't you going to ransom it to me?" Well, I don't have the money. Right. Unless you want to mm-hmm. loan it to me, and he's like, "I'm not going to loan you anything." Right. right. But. Yeah, that's where we get into basically who this Uthar Underleaf is, Matt. You know, who is this guy and what is he, what are his motives? It, it seems a little bit, as he enters the tent, and you're right, Tom, he was talking about whether he should or could uh, or if he needed to um, ransom his armor back and basically, nope, you can have it. I, I can't make any bargains with you. And he starts talking about the wagers placed on the different tilts. Yeah. And how much money he won because right. well, he, Dunk was a big looking guy. Yeah. Well, he basically, he basically says that his whole thing is that he could easily be tourney champion if he wanted, mm-hmm. but he ends up kind of betting against himself like yeah. later. And he says, well, it's better for me to win like two or three and kind of build up the money mm-hmm. and then bet against myself. I'll make a lot more money. If I won the, if I was if I constantly won tourneys, I wouldn't get as much money. People would catch on. People would he, catch he, on. He has a scheme. Sort he of, does, and know, so character. he so he basically lets himself lose. He throws. He throws. He throws match. Like, he, he throws it because second prize is, is just as good. And, and if he can yeah. keep winning second prize and not get all of that renown, and then people start to not 
risk big wagers uh, either against him, you know, because uh, he's got his squire out there saying, when you see Dunk going up against this small, elderly, eh, still kind of quick and nimble, but underleaf, you know, and people are placing wagers, their money is going on Dunk. Dunk, yeah. And he knows how good he is, and so his squire is out there saying, all right, I'll take that bet. And, yeah. you know, let's go ahead. You know, and the, so they're putting down big money they're on counting these tilts. Cards. Yeah, exactly. And so he's taking advantage here. And he actually kind of says when Dunk isn't really able to afford his armor or what have you, because he, remember, he wanted to win that first tilt because if, he, if you don't, you ha- he has no money to ransom right. back his armor. If he wins the first one and loses the second, well, it breaks even. He can use the winnings from the first to ransom back his armor, and he hasn't lost anything. If he wins two, he comes out ahead, and he's, he's making a profit. So, but he doesn't. He, he loses the first one. Uthar Underleaf, the Snail Knight, decides to offer Dunk. He says, you know what? We should team up. Yeah, if people see you across from me and he's like, he's you know, like, yeah, we should get you a new sigil, get you like a like a bear, or yeah, something. He talks, he says you should grow your beard out. Right. We should get you like black armor, and <laughs> he says get you like a like a draft horse. Yeah, like even even if it's slow, it doesn't matter. And he said he said I'll I'll pit you in the, I'll hit you in the chest every time. Right. Yeah, we'll hit you in the head. Yeah, and that kind of gets us into. I mean, Dunk turns him down yeah. on that, right? Yeah, but then the snail light brings up. Well, you know. I was paid. He doesn't say by who, but I was paid to kill you, to and I decided not to. Not to, yeah. Right. Yep. Big deal. And wait, Dunk's like, wait, what? Kill me? Why? What? You know? And he talks about how precise he could have been um, with his lance. He could have put it through his eye slits and killed him, but he, instead he just hit him in the head. Yeah. That's yeah. where he says, you know, you know, next time I would just hit you in the chest in these tourneys, and he's just really casual about it. But, yeah, somebody wants you dead. Paid me a lot of money for it. Yeah. yeah, I think he even goes as far as to once again insinuate, "Hey, you're at the wrong place." Yeah, right. You're, you're not among friends. Everybody keeps kind of saying, "Saying right, okay." So I forget how that conversation really ends, but I, I just think Dunk kind of politely turns him down and sort of says, "Nope, I'll figure this out," you know, um, and just I think leaves his armor and different things there, and it's just you know hauls off. So he then goes to back to his pavilion and is looking for, um, starts looking for egg right here. So, mm-hmm. so he's looking for egg and he can't find egg. So he's thinking, oh, he's probably down there watching some of these other, you know, tilts going on and it's, it's attorney. So let's, let's, let's go on by there and see if we can find him. Well, along the way, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this the part where he goes on down there and he sees, basically, we didn't mention what was happening because Dunk wasn't the first tilt of the tourney. Right. Um, no. He had seen a, a couple of the other knights kind of go toe-to-toe, and you had uh, the Fiddler, uh, Sir John the Fiddler, was just winning left and right. Mm-hmm. He was winning. He was winning. Um, Underleaf was also winning, and it sort of uh, seemed like people were getting favorable matches. Yes. Two uh, let's see. Also, Glendon Ball Glendon, was winning. Glendon Ball. Glendon and then Flowers, um, yeah. uh, the... What was well, his name? Well, Sir Kyle? Not, not Sir Kyle. He it wasn't was, winning, uh, but it, we need to talk about him. Go ahead. But the Black Black Tom, uh, Lord Ambrose's Tom son-in-law. Yeah. Was he in it? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he's, he's a knight, uh, okay. and he's in the tournament, and he's clear, clearing house against all the ones that you would be potential competitors for. For John, John the Fiddle. You're yeah. right. That's right. Because John the Fiddler... 
this get this mystery guy who was trying to persuade Dunk, as we mentioned in the first um, episode or part one of this, was trying to persuade at the betting ceremony for for Dunk to join his cause and join his king's guard. And it was kind of like, wait, what? You're a hedge knight, you know? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? And Dunk's realizing this is not right. But that guy, his path is getting cleared right by Black Tom Heddle, and who's the son-in-law to to uh, Lord Ambrose, so to to Butterwell, and so. So that's just sort of an update on who's winning and who's doing well. And interestingly enough, the guy that gets made fun of the most um, is Sir Glendon Ball. He's get, he's getting made fun of. People are making fun of his heritage and saying there's no way. You finally learn a little story about Sir Glendon Ball. You learn about what maybe and I'm not, when did this happen? This might have been even part one. But you someone tells him about how why they keep calling him Sir Glendon of the Pussy Willows? I, I think it is Sir... Um, Sir Kyle the Cat? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Sir Kyle the Cat gives Dunk the backstory. Okay. So interesting thing about Sir Glendon Ball. We'll yeah, kind of go into a, him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a brothel. It's a brothel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he had a sister. And I forget the knight's name. See if you can find it, Matt. The knight who shows up there and basically wants his virgin sister. Okay? Mm-hmm. Wants his virgin Penny sister. Penny Jenny. Penny Jenny was the his sister. Uh, this the is the, the was name. the place where Penny Jenny came to live during the Battle of Redgrass Field. There she raised her two children. Her son being Glendon Flowers. It was within the establishment that Glendon was knighted by Sir Morgan Dunstable. Okay, so Dunstable was just this random knight who shows up, but it's told you know Sir Kyle the Cat or one of those guys is telling the story of Sir Glendon and is is making um, the point that Sir Glendon basically gave up his sister, her virginity to get his knighthood. Um, that knight that Matt just mentioned could not afford um, his virgin sister. I mean, seriously, that's the, you guys remember that part? That's, that's, mm-hmm. And so he gave that up, and she was fine with it. Sister was fine with it, but he got his knighthood and then was, uh, was training sort of on his own, but also, you know, just... Tra- I think he was trained by train- a squire. Was he trained by a squire? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so he just has a lot of practice, and he's just doing good. He just believes in himself and wants to be the best of the best of the best. Believes he has hero's blood um, with his, his father, uh, Quentin Ball. So anyways, um, he's winning, cleaning house, doing a really good job. And it's at this point that actually people, there's some rumblings that the egg has gone missing. Mm-hmm. The prize, it's, it's gone. And something has happened. Okay. Now I can't remember why. Why was it that this egg had gone missing? Do you guys remember like why? What, the, what the whole plot was? Well, the, the the setup is is that the snail knight is getting ready to go into the list, and it's Black Tom is Heddle? his com, com, uh, competitor in order to clear out the snail because they didn't know that he's doing his own own thing. Here. Right, right. And Lord Peaks comes up to the. Uh, to the, the stand, the, the stand, and yeah. says, "You know, the, the egg's been stolen, and I think it's Sir Glendon." Right. Yep. Sir Glendon Ball, and then he, he he accuses him of stealing this egg, and right then and there, they sort of rush him, and everyone—I mean, even Dunk thinks to himself, "Wait a second, this guy's been out here jousting all day long." Yeah. You when when, I mean? when could have he when have could he have stolen? gone to yeah. to do this? It just doesn't make sense. So they accuse him. He's kicking. He's screaming. He takes a couple guys down, but then they eventually surround Glendon Ball, 
and they um, they find him. Mm-hmm. Well, they find it in his uh, saddle. Yeah. Right, they claim to find it. Yeah. yeah, which is which is big. They claim to find the egg. They say search his stuff, and um, and they look for it, and, and and they're trying to find the egg there, and they claim to have found it. Um. So, anyways, he's taken away. He's imprisoned. The whole while here, Dunk still hasn't found who uh, egg. He's As still looking egg. for egg, and he's right. running around trying to find him. And then Sir Alan Cockshaw comes up and says, "Follow me if you want to find egg." Yep. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes up to him. I thought. I thought, Sir. Um, when does Plum warn him? Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Cockshaw first. Actually, uh, because this is where we get into. So we just said that um, that the snail knight was paid to kill Dunk, Dunk. right? So then Coxel decides to take him um, on a little roundabout. Yeah, you know, yeah, and basically finish what the snail knight couldn't. Yep, am I right? Yeah, it's because uh, you know at, he takes him off, gets behind Dunk, and holds a knife to his back yep. over by the pulls well. Da- pulls out a dagger and uh, basically says, you know. I'm the one that paid the snail knight to kill you. He didn't do it, so I'm going to do it because by this point, uh, you've pretty much found out that John the Fiddler, I mean, I don't want to bust anybody's, is really... Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. Go ahead, yeah, so, go ahead and say it, Tom. Go ahead Dame, and say it. Damon Blackfire yeah. the, second. the second. The second. Okay, the son of, of the last, last Damon. That, right. uh, and, I mean, th- this is huge because... Alan was just jealousy, you know, thinking that his position was going to be usurped by Dunk. Right. And, you know, that's how all this happened. Right. So from the get-go, when we're on the road in the beginning Mm -hmm. of part one, and when, um, well, we'll just go ahead and call him Damon the Second or, or or Sir John the Fiddler is seeing Dunk and saying, "Hey, this is a good-looking guy. Let's, let's bring yeah, this. We need him. We, let's, let's take this. Bring this guy in to the fold." And it's it's Cockshaw who's always been like, "No, we don't need him." And he gets jealous, and it's always him who's confronting Dunk and trying to keep those two separate, which is pretty dumb, pretty stupid. Picked a fight with the guy he shouldn't. Have well, not only that, but it's like you here you have somebody who theoretically could be an enormous asset. It's like. Your plan is to overthrow the king. Right. And you're saying we don't need men, especially big, strong men. Right, exactly. Yeah, good luck. Foolish. Yeah. It was foolish. And, and just this jealousy piece is, you know, it's, it's, it's his undoing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he, he, he's not actually taking him to, to find Egg. He's actually going to go kill him. I'm not even sure if Cockshell was involved in the whole other piece of Egg's disappearance and things like that. I think it's just like you said, Tom, straight jealousy and it's sort of like... Yeah, I don't, I don't think he had anything to do with Egg's disappearance. Right, right. So so that goes down. Um, actually, it's a really neat kind of scene. He's got the he's got the knife there, backs him into a well, and um, as he backs him up to this well, uh, Dunk is feeling up against this well and he feels this loose rock. Has he cut him at this point already? Or is uh, he... he, he Dunk tries to pull the rock, mm-hmm. and as he does that, uh, Sir Lord Allen stabs mm-hmm. him. Dunk gets the rock loose, and then it's, and just, then it's, it's over. over. It's, <laughs> over. it's over. over. Smashes him. Just smashes, smashes him. him. Tosses him into the well, doesn't he? Uh, no, he just falls in, and Dunk doesn't save him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it's kind of funny because we hear him. They keep saying, oh, you can hear the splashing around. And then Yeah, he, he and pleads then no, for help, and then... Yeah. And then uh, 
I yeah. believe if, once Somebody again. Somebody comes up to that. Yeah, who comes up as? Yeah, Sir Maynard Plum. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he comes up and basically says, you know, um, he's asking about Dunk, or he's asking about Egg. Dunk is asking about Egg. And um, Sir Plum basically says, you know, he's with the gods. <laughs> sort of like this mystery sort of. Very like, ambiguous way like, to say wait, it. What? Where, where, where is he at? And Plum right here is just, he kind of shows up at a, like, how is he kind of following all? Everyone's out at the tourney. There's stuff going on with Glendon Ball, a lot of chaos and stuff happening. But yet this guy is close to Duncan and is able to sort of tell him and knows, happens to know where Egg is. How does he know that? So, and really what he means by when he says he's with the gods, he's in the sept. Yep. And yeah, but the way he keeps phrasing, it makes it sound like he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. So, so, so Dunk is really just sort of like, he actually has a mini- miniature sort of freak out, almost like, you know, what if, what if something happened to him? Like, I'm, I'm, he'd be done. I mean, Dunk would just, that would, that would tear him to pieces, I think. So, so, uh, but I, I love what happens next. Okay. You know, once again, Main- Maynard is saying, well, you should have left when I told you your squire wouldn't be in this position. He, and he knows full well who Egg and Dunk yeah. really are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he knows, they, they know who Egg is. And uh, so, you know, remember earlier we talked about the eyes being kind of a, mm-hmm. a tell, like they oh they kind of have the, those Valyrian eyes. So they you know that's an easy tell for them exactly who Egg is. Uh, right, yeah, and this is neat. I'm kind of reading up just a little bit as a, as we were talking about this, just how I think Dunk sort of is it Plum that reveals that Damon is John the Fiddler, or does Dunk come to that on his own? He kind of combination, isn't it? I think he kind of came to it on his own. Okay. Um, I I don't know if it's actually spelled out for him directly. It probably is because that's how Dunk is. Yeah. You know, I think he was thinking that, and you know, because it was it was coming to him. But he, anyways, he realizes this is possibly one of Bloodraven's spies, and and is able to you know, uh, actually, it says Plum tells Dunk that he would uh, that he would be surprised how many lords want their king to be brave and stupid. So it does sound like he mentions maybe a Damon Blackfire at that point, um, which, is, which is neat. So anyways, after that, Dunk is going to set off to find Egg. Well, 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 Dunk is like, well, tell me plain, where really is yeah, Egg? Right. And Maynard is like, well, he's at the Sept with Lord Ambrose, mm-hmm. and he's guarded. And so Dunk, Dunk goes to the snail's... Uh, squire and he's like are you do you have the money to get your stuff back he's like no but do you want me to kill you with the sword that i just yeah, picked up that's right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly because he needs that sword he's going to go in there and he, he doesn't really know what is taking place here he just knows that he can't get to egg and egg is being withheld from him in a sense yeah and so, Doug's not about to have any of, any that. of that no way so he heads on in and um Interesting, actually, when they first make the accusation out in the uh, at the lists, I think Butterwell and some other notable folk were not there. Lord Frey had gone. Mm. He was Dunk. Sort of noticed that these bigger figures were not there. Butterwell wasn't there, and Frey. So this is at Butterwell's wedding, and he almost they mentioned that the wife, uh, Lord Frey's daughter, looked kind of bored. You know, kind of like there was no one there for her to keep up a facade of being interested in the tourney, maybe, or something. I don't know. Um, so he goes into the sept, and that is where he sees Egg is... Actually, what he sees first is is Lord Butterwell uh, praying. Mm-hmm. 
Praying, uh, I forget which God he's he's praying to. I think it's the Father. Is it the Father? I okay, think so. good. So he's, he's praying to the Father. And um, is there anyone, is there anyone else in there besides Butterwell and Egg? Yeah, there's two guards. Two guards. Okay, good. So Egg is off over in the shadows and kind of emerges. And the um, you know Matt, so there there's a conversation between um, Dunk and uh, Lord Butterwell, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's where they basically are talking about, you know, where's Egg? Yeah. He, he wants him, et cetera. And then Egg has to kind of come forward and explain, you know, what happens to him. Is that right? Am I missing? Yeah. Well, it, Egg also says uh, he kind of lies and says that we were sent to spy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so you notice, I guess, uh, the, right, like before that is Butterwell is nervous. Right, he's 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 afraid. He's he can already sense that something's not right here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he didn't see, he didn't see, it didn't seem like Egg was hurt. Yeah, the guards weren't like on him; they're just in the room. Um, and Egg's kind of free to do his own thing. Yeah, isn't that when and, Egg says, "Hey, by the way, uh, my dad's coming." Yeah, so just that's, so you know, just <laughs> so you know. So actually, Dunk walks over and they have a sidebar private conversation because that's where we kind of learn he, you know, Egg's talking about. Forget who it was that had taught him this. If it was Baylor or his father or someone else, basically how to, when you're in this situation, to put up this facade of confidence and essentially threaten and scare your enemy, even if you have nothing. It's a big bluff. Yeah. But he was just basically sort well, of Well, like, I mean, when you can bluff by saying, oh, like, my I'm dad the, knows exactly where I'm at. Exactly. And he has the entire force of the seven kingdoms. Right. Like... Yeah. What what are you going to do? Exactly. And so that was his... Because you got to think about it. They don't want to risk the entire rebellion going down. Well, and that's the that's the, that's it, the they'd be much It'd be much better for them to take what they've got, fall back somewhere else, and then try and build it up rather than lose everything they have right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So... So yeah, exactly. So so there is this whole piece of this rebellion that is happening, and 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 it's it's happening under Butterwell's sort of roof, right? And he's sort of kind of stammering and saying, you know, I, I had nothing to do with this. You know, I didn't know this wasn't my idea. And he start, he's sort of blaming it on other people. And but this sidebar conversation, it's you know, Dunk's realizing, okay, we got to be careful here because he, they, at this point they think there is no army coming. They don't actually know that Lord Bloodraven's spies have actually seen all of this and they are well on their way. But at the time, Dunk has no idea. And so it's just sort of like, how do we kind of get out of here, right? Um, and so anyways, by this time, it was, Tom, you had mentioned it was Black Tom Heddle um, who came in. Who did he come in with, though? He, came with he just else. came in with a bunch of men at arms that were loyal to him. Right, but they're also loyal to um, because Butterwell has a confrontation with Tom uh, Heddle here. He tells his guards to stand down. Don't touch Egg. Right. Stand down. We're not doing this right now. This is a bad idea. Bad idea. And 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 Black Tom Heddle, once he realizes that that's a red dragon, Targaryen, uh, in Egg, he's taking him either for ransom or to kill him or whatever he he is going to to take him. And Dunk is the only thing standing between. Um, well, Butterwell's there too, trying to say yeah. he's commanding those other guards to put their arms down, and they won't listen. 
Yeah. The guys that came in with Black Tom. Am I right? Uh, yeah, but essentially it's Black Tom's ordering the guards to take Egg, but they're not listening to him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're not really listening to Lord Ambrose, so they kind of yeah. just watch. Just watch. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's what forces Black Tom to basically say, I'll do this myself. Right, which is a pretty bad idea. Although he does kind of get the upper hand on Dunk. Well, Although keep keep in mind, Dunk had been stabbed. He's been cut. And, yeah, He's been knocked like out the day before. Doesn't have armor on. Right. right. So anyway, so they're kind of fighting. And then for the third time, this is like the one thing I really noticed in this book. Get him, sir. He's right there. That's right. That's right. Did we get that at get each him, book. In each book, Egg says, get him, sir. He's right there. And that's ultimately what ends up how Dunk ends up getting them. That's right. Yep. And then he, because he, well, it's also this piece whenever he sort of hears Egg and he knows. Right. It's sort of this call to like his senses, like, I've got to do, I, I can't lose this because Egg needs me, and I, I'm here for him too. He's my, you know, I'm looking over him and and, and things. So, so is, doesn't he cut Black Tom Heddle's arm off? Did you guys get that piece? Uh, yeah, he, he does. does. It's it's really cool because Black Tom's kind of taunting him, telling him how much better he is, and, and making right. fun of him for being a hedge knight again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, not only does he lose an arm, he loses he loses his face. Yeah, and so man, I thought you know I thought I thought like. I, the first book where they talk about what's his name's like skull mm-hmm. falling yeah. out Baylor, yeah. yeah and then the second book where he's like just stabbing long inch and like yeah in like the armpit like mm-hmm. oh but man this one it was just because it was just like the audio book and i was just like oh okay whatever he's gonna kill him just like stabbed right through the face like oh just like yeah. so brutal <laughs> like yeah because it was just so sudden and not expected right like <laughs> yep yeah and, and and he gets to a point where Dunk just eventually, I mean, he's taking, taking, taking blows, and it's just like, done. You got too close, got him in close, and then just took him out. Yeah. Stabs him in the face, too, doesn't he? Yep. That's what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So um, he ends him, and those other guys, the other guards now are like, not going to mess. If our lord, if our knight couldn't handle Dunk, those guards aren't going to. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're kind of like, and Butterwell now is, now they're going to listen to Butterwell. And at this point... Dunk talks to Egg and basically says, get out of here. Go with Ambrose. You need to flee. There's stuff going on here. He's starting to now figure out what's going on. He's getting his mind wrapped around what's actually happening here. This wedding, actually, the whole wedding, by the way, is, is actually kind of a facade. And I, and I, I realized that later on because they talk about um, Lord Frey's daughter and how she basically was tainted in a sense. And, yeah. And she'd actually already been... She she wasn't a virgin. She was already right. with. Actually, it's so funny. It was like the cook or something. The cook or something. And and when they're going up the uh, up the stairs for the bedding ceremony, I remember uh, Dunk was talking about someone asking if there was any flour on her. You know, just different things. It was just kind of funny because he's thinking back to that story that he was told. And and so it was a reason for Frey to get together with Butterwell and all these lords to get together. It was a way to get everyone together to meet and kind of talk and maybe rally support. So I'm not so sure that that this wedding needed to happen. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. And, and so it all seemed kind of like a facade, and that's where Butterwell's trying to say, this was not my idea, you know what I mean? And so so there you go. But he sends Egg on his way and sort of says, Egg, you know, you're going to go with um, Ambrose, and as soon as you get a chance, get away from him. And head to what Maidenpool was that where he was set to him to send to? Uh, I think so. I think it was Maidenpool, and so because he says to him, Butterwell is one of those people. 
when 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 things if he can take advantage of the situation he will but he said ride with him get as far away as you can and when you when you have it because he doesn't know dunk doesn't know the armies are coming no 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 nobody knows what's no, going to happen no one knows what's going to happen here and so he's just like get out of here i will meet up with you later if i can if not get to maiden pool yeah. and there's some support there for you show them the boot and and you'll make it but get away from ambrose take go with him as long as you can and then split yeah, as soon as you, as soon as it's safe, and he warns not to try to get to his father because I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. It's main pool saying it's just mm-hmm. so much closer to get there. It's closer. If he if he were to try to get to his father, he could. So many things could happen. It's like just get somewhere where where people will take care of you, um, and to buy them time to to make sure that they're going to have enough time. He decides to go back and do this real knightly, honorable thing. He's going to go back and and um, they're in. I guess. The jousting is over at this point for a little bit. Maybe not done, but they're or they're in at a, at a feast or they're in having dinner. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, they're they're having a I don't know if it was lunch or dinner or something, but yeah, right. It seems because also this whole thing where where Glendon Ball was accused. I mean, the, the jousting kind of stopped for a little bit, I think, and and maybe they all decided to come in and have something to eat, settle down. Let's just take a time out, then we'll come back to it later because they weren't finished. Um, and when they're in there, um, you get in there, you get to hear from Sir Kyle the Cad and how basically he lost his joust to that one lord that he was going to pledge his sword to. And that lord was like, why would I want your sword if you just lost to me? You're not worth being in my service. So Sir Kyle the Cat is sitting there. This is one of the hedge knights from before. He's like deep in his cups. This might have happened actually before, but I just... When Dunk comes in, he sees Sir Kyle the Cat. I can't remember when they explain what happened and how he lost his tilt, but nonetheless, he's sitting there drinking, and Dunk sits down with him and is talking to him a little bit. And he decides to get serious, real serious. He's done messing around. He wants to get right to the point, and he calls out Damon the Second. Yeah. Big time. Right, Matt? Yeah. So, so, so he calls him out. He basically says, um, "Your Majesty, nothing, right?" And then he and it gets a little quiet. And then he and actually, Sir John the Fiddler or Damon Black or Damon the Second doesn't do anything. He calls out, "Your Majesty," again. Doesn't is that what he says? Your Grace. Your Grace. Your grace. Is that what he says? Okay. He says, "So, you, Your Grace." And then finally, that gets his attention. And he, then he turns to him, you know, oh, Sir Duncan. You know, he's like happy to hear him. Like, oh, we're done with this whole facade. You're right, I am the king to be, you know, sort of like he embraces it and he challenges him. And he basically says, you know, I'm demanding justice for Sir Glendon Ball, mm-hmm. right? Thinks he was falsely accused. Yeah. Um, so you guys want to go into that, like what happens after that? Basically just... Go ahead, Tom. Um, well, just, then, yeah, go ahead. Then they, then they, he unseats him. Who? The, he unseats... Um, Damon? Yeah. Well, what what really happens is is that Lord Peaks is like, no, this is an outrage. Don't listen to him. Right. And Dunk goes on to say, he, Glendon was framed. Everybody here knows yeah, that Glendon right. was just watching this. And I'm pretty sure even goes out to say that the egg that's right, that, might that, even be fake at this that's point. That's right. Calls him out. And says, you know, tell me to prove it. Yeah. He says, if you found the egg, bring the egg. Let's see it. And then actually, so at first, you're right. Peek's sort of like, ah, no, we're not going to do that. And then Damon all of a sudden says, you know, I'm, wait a second. I'm king. 
I'm the king, you know, in his mind, you're right. And he's sort of like, no, I do want justice. I, you're, you know, he likes, he likes Dunk. And he's sort of like, you're right, I was out there. And I did see him out there toting all day long. What's going on? They talk about how maybe Glendon's being tortured or questioned, you know, down in the, um, de- the prison yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and Dunk's like, after three hours of being tortured, he'd say anything. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, so then he decides to. So, so do they bring him back up? They bring him up. He's a he's a mess. And then that's when Damon's like, "Well, you know what? We'll do this as my father would." And decides to have a final tilt between himself and Glendon. And so all the hedge knights and Dunk rally around Glendon and right. get him armored and everything. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that's the that's the piece where it's it's a pretty cool piece because he's kind of I mean, he's battered and bruised, and you really find out that Damon Blackfire is not very good. No. <laughs> he's kind of a joke. No. Yeah, and then Glendon unseats him and gives him, like, justice or whatever. Yeah. Right, and it, it actually kind of, like, makes now a, lo- a lot of sense as to why why uh, Glendon Peak and those other guys were so worried about, like, putting him up against the right people, right. like you had said. Um, so they didn't really know that the Snail Knight was kind of running his own gig and was going to just... Yeah. Give up in this in the on the second to last round or the last round and was going to take second yeah. prize, and they were worried about him. Yeah. You know, so they were like, "Oh, we so got to get yeah. rid of this guy." So it really, Damon the Blackfire the second is nothing like his dad because his dad was like a boss. That's and right, he's not exactly. Well, and I mean, it's kind of backtracking a little bit, but Peaks is framing Glendon because mm-hmm. Peaks offered him a position That's and everything right. in yeah. order to take a dive, and he didn't do it. That's right. And, and and he basically was. I think he, Glendon's even sort of like it's not what my father would do. Like you know, like if, if does he reveal that Damon or that does he reveal that that John the Fiddler is Damon Black? Not to Glendon at that time. not at that time. Okay, but basically just we wanted you as a part of our group. Yeah, and, and a place in our our yeah, court. Yeah, I, I have a place in in mine, and you can be one of my sworn yeah. sworn people if you do this for me. Right. Yeah, and he was kind of like who would want he would want someone who would who would agree to that, you know, just not very honorable and things like that. So, so yeah. So, um, so yeah, Matt's right. So then he, 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 de, um, he takes him out and justice is served. And so then this is where, this is where the big dog comes in. This is where all, it all goes <laughs> down. Um, so they're, um, what do, do they hear horns or something? How do they know that that army is, uh, you know what? Out I, there? They don't really talk about that. Do they? No, I, they kind of just show up, right? It is kind of uh, abrupt. Um, so and don't they just like start ringing, like scouts start ringing a bell or whatever or something like that? Yeah, he defeats him, knocks him to the mud. Um, yeah, they mockingly call Damon the Brown Dragon. Um, by this time, they say that the, the army has basically um, encircled the city, um, and really they're just kind of captured. And because remember, this is like an like abrupt cutaway to where, um, well, yeah, they say, you know, these people in this size army came from Harrenhal, these right. people came from the south. Yeah, these people he just came. says they're encircled, yeah, and then the gig is up because then it kind of flashes later on where he's walking towards Dunk sitting somewhere and someone calls his name and he's like, hey, Lord Blood Raven is ready to speak to you. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. Like he's going in there to talk. Well, well he was captured. I mean, everybody. Everybody's was, captured. Yeah, that's everybody. right. That's right. 
And but Lord Bloodraven has been looking for Dunk for days, right? I don't yeah. think or not days, know, yeah, but days, by the way, for a while. I've been doing a little bit of research over here yeah. on Bloodraven. Yeah. He's a absolute boss. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. He in it, uh, uh, He is an absolute boss. So, so like to go a little bit further where we don't really because we haven't gotten the next book in this series. So we kind of mm-hmm. have to rely on things from the other books and stuff like that. He does not just put down the second Black Fire Rebellion. Yep. Also puts down the third. And then as we know, he go he basically takes Maester Eamon, his mm-hmm. brother. Brother, yeah. Yep. To the wall and kind of just decides right then and there, well, I guess I'll just join the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. And so then, then then he ultimately ends up, as we know, he becomes Lord Commander. Yep. And then and then uh, as we know, it essentially comes the three eyed crow or the three eyed raven in the show. Right, and goes north. But so this guy is just an absolute beast, and they talk about the whole like, he has a, he has a thousand eyes, and then it's kind of a play on words later because he does actually have a thousand eyes. Right, and he has all those trees and stuff. Right. But it's really making me start to wonder why would this guy, whose hand of the king, suddenly just decide? Well, I guess I'll join the Night's Watch. Uh huh. Just well, doesn't. It just doesn't seem. It just seems odd to me. Well, I think we'd have to go look, and this is something I was planning on doing research, but go look and see who is king at that time when when he is actually going up there and where is the shift in power because it's interesting in this, in this Targaryen family, like people are kind of questioning why wouldn't um, Ares I make Makar his hand? Why is right. Lord Bloodraven involved in all this sort of stuff? And they think it's sorcery. He's controlling people. So there's this whole cloud of sort of we're worried about him. I think maybe later on, maybe Egg, maybe someone else decides we don't want him as hand anymore. And I'm not really sure, but I'm not yeah. sure if they've ever got to they that. They have it. They have the only, yeah, the only thing we know is, uh, but if you look at the times, the only thing we know is that, uh, so two thirty three is when it happens. So this, what this event right here is happening. Oh, I mean like 200, mm-hmm. right? Ish. Because essentially blood Raven comes and he basically, the rebellion actually takes place kind of off. It, it's the start of the second rebellion is this right and then it kind of happens after this mm-hmm. and essentially they end up getting but they end up like capturing damon second uh and then they end up he ends up going to like the red keep and that's where he kind of just lives out. yeah the second he, rebellion he just, really yeah it's kind of short he just kind of dies in the cells around 211 so it says somewhere in between 211 and 219 okay so that's kind of a big that's i mean that's kind of a that's kind of a big a big jump Mm-hmm. But as we get so much closer to where it starts, yeah, the Great Council of two, of two thirty three. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blood Raven is so A- Blood Raven continues as the hand for Ares' successor, his brother Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, in two twenty one, after Maker's death in two thirty three, he's handed the king Great Council. Um, then another Blackfire. Rebellion. Now that's when the third one starts. Yep. And then at this point, Egg ends up becoming king. Right. Yeah. And so, man, it's just there's just so much. But that's what I was saying is you look at Egg and what he's learning about Blood Raven now, and try to think about the other thing you have to remember about Blood Raven is he's a he's a green seer. He he's or he's a he has green dreams and he can it's a, it's like he can kind of see the future. He's basically what George and Reed is. Um, he has these visions, 
I think. I believe that. And so I think some of that is what's guiding him north or what's guiding him beyond the wall, just like it did with Bran. Um, maybe there was a three-eyed crow before he was the three-eyed crow. And he had to go, he went and replaced that three-eyed crow. And now Bran is going and replacing him. I, I don't really know, but it seems like that could be some of what what is happening. But and he's a scary dude because when Dunk and these guys, when he has to go in there and meet him, you know, Butterwell is sitting there like basically asking for, uh, isn't it Butterwell? That's, that's, that's yeah, he, it, Butterwell is being judged when Dunk comes in. Right. And Egg he, standing behind yeah, he, Blood Raven, right? Well, or near, I found near, it. near. I found it, by the way, when yeah. it ends up happening. Okay. How he ends up going, how he ends up going to the wall. Yeah. Okay. A-E-N-Y-S. Ains, I guess, okay. however you want to pronounce it. Blackfire. Uh-huh. So was the, was the fifth son of Damon first the Black Blackfire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is towards the ends of Ares, like, life. Um, they ha- they basically, it seems to me like they're trying to have a peace agreement because there's no real claim to the throne. And so the Blackfires, this is when they have the most legitimate claim to the throne. So they want to do this. They do this great council where they're going to like pick somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as he gets there, Blood Raven has him killed. Jesus <laughs> Christmas. And so oh Egg actually says, no, like this was wrong. Yeah. And has him put in prison. And then Eamon, Maester Eamon, who yeah. actually had a, has at this point a legitimate claim to the throne if he's not. Yeah, if he joined the, if he he joined the, he joined the Night's Watch. Um, says no, let him take the black. Mm-hmm. So that's how he ends up going. Yeah. To the black. Well, yeah, and exactly. Yeah. So that's interesting. That is interesting. See, I, yeah, I and, we, and we're was... bringing up this black fire rebellion stuff. Cause that's what we're going to dive into next. Yeah. We're going to, because there, there's back. so much. And I think that it really all sets up all of this stuff sets the stage for the main series. Right. It does. I, we, we would like to start back as far as like Aegon's conquest, Tom and I have talked about maybe even doing yeah. a world of We're ice gonna do it fire. All. Yeah, I think we just start back at the beginning and just kind of plow through it. Why yeah. not? You know, but I think, like Matt said, the Blackfire Rebellion is going to be a big deal, and it, it, it does affect a lot of what we've been reading in the original series. You know, I'll say this though: until I really started reading these books, I always just thought it was like, yeah, it is. It's like it just kind of happened. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to realize, man, this was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, I mean, just think about the years, right? So you have, I mean, you're talking like 233. When is like Jon Snow's born? I'm like, what? Like two, I mean, the Robert's Rebellion isn't that far off. No, yeah. I remember this book, this series, I think we were told, kind of takes place like 100 or more, just 100 years plus from. Yeah, Jon Snow was born in 283, which is like the end of Robert's Rebellion. But you're mm-hmm. talking, you're talking about 233. So that's only like 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is still, if you're having like unclaimed heirs to the throne and stuff like that, like going into, I mean, you had what five rebellions, five Blackfire rebellions. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so I mean, the third one. I mean, the, you're talking the third one around two thirty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's, yeah, no. It's 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 a big deal. I think we do need to to talk more on it and, and cover it in, in a later podcast. But it's it's really neat, and it 
it's so cool because you hear Eamon talk about it, you hear the Three-Eyed Crow, and it's just really interesting. But just to kind of wrap up the end of this, with Blood Raven and where he's at, um, you know, Egg is standing in the pavilion. He's standing there yeah. behind him. And Egg's the one who's kind of, like, demanding that we get some sort of reward for the Hedge Knights. You know, he's, he's really just kind of, like, hammering home um, what he wants, and he's kind of calling out to his... To his uh, un- his great uncle or his cousin, as he calls him, I guess, yeah. that he wants um, what he wants. And this is the hand of the king, you know, but Egg's just sort of, this is where you can tell Egg is still a prince and he's still yeah. going to say, this is what I want. This is what needs to happen. Like, I'm a Targaryen, I'm of the royal family, you know, here we go. And um, you actually, when they walk in, you see Gorman Peak and Tom, Tom, um, Tom Heddle, their heads are displayed on these you know, on the spears or pikes or whatever as they walk in. So those two were dealt with and their punishment was, uh, you know, swift. I think t- Black Tom Heddle was already dead though. Well, yeah, yeah but, but you it's know. still, but still Gorman Peak. Yeah, Gorman Peak was there. And Lord Butterwell was actually, um, the, like you said. Yeah, he was pleading for his life essentially and right. uh, Blood Raven essentially strips him of everything but his life. Yeah. I think he's allowed to keep one tenth of everything right. he owns, but the, yep. he's going to take take white walls, tear down the castle, and, and salt the earth. That way, this rebellion can't Never. can't be martyred. Right? They can't. It's not like some place where yeah, you, 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 you like a, a shrine or some you know where people can come and sort of like see where Damon the Second was and was starting up this rebellion and sort of reminisce on the Blackfire Rebellion. Yeah, uh, good point. And then you know it, it could, not the whatever here but it goes on and dunk you know uh due to egg uh badgering of blood raven uh dunk's given gold plenty of it and has all his uh armor and everything rewarded back to him for his service and then dunk goes one step further and asks blood raven what's going to happen to damon Right. Because yeah. even though everything's going on and he's a traitor, Dunk liked him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? That's sort of the thing is that like people, the, it's it's just the ambiguity of it. I mean, you know, Gurr is like, this is a good character. John the Fiddler was a good guy. And I actually, he wasn't a very good jouster, apparently. We don't really know because he was kind of all staged. But, you know, he wants justice for, for, for Sir Glendon. He doesn't quite under understand. And he and when he when when brought to reason or things were pointed out, he's like, yeah. Let's let's get to the bottom of this, and so that was a kind of an admirable quality to see in um, in, in Damon the Second. I mean, I mean, so. right here, news quickly spread of Lord Brennan Rivers' blood raving was marching on White Walls to end what had become of the Second Blackfire Rebellion. Damon had tried to inspire the armsmen who were within the castle, but they had no intention of fighting for such a weak warrior, as because he was just unseated. Right? They're calling mm-hmm. him the Brown. That's right. So that's huge deal. Yeah. The Quentin Ball knocking him out. Yeah, huge, huge deal. deal. <laughs> huge deal. And that's why he should be rewarded and yeah. all these things. Because there so, was really yeah. no bloodshed because they didn't have someone yeah. to really rally behind. Yeah. And Damon fight. met with the oncoming army and challenged Blood Raven to single combat, which pff, that was not going to go well for him, uh, but was instead arrested by Lord Rivers and then basically is taken to the Red Keep. And right. That's pretty much yeah, that's how that, yeah, I forgot about the single combat, the yeah. s- a single combat that they were going to engage in. But, you know, interesting in the first Blackfire Rebellion and in this one, how once the daemon is knocked down or filled with arrows in the first yeah. one, everyone else seems to kind of wither away. There's not much fighting spirit left. It's like yeah. our leader has been lost. And so once that person's knocked out, it's like, there we go. 
You know, you kind of lose the will to keep fighting when your leader is gone. And that's kind of big. It's sort of an older type of, you know, I'm sure that mattered more too back in even, you know, our real histories of medieval times and things like that, you know. You well, I mean, it, fall. It, so, yeah, so uh, right here, uh, Blood Raven essentially kept, keeps him as a hostage. Um, and then when he actually ends up dying, it, ends, it actually is what launches the third Blackfire Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because Which now the next it. person is in line. Yep, and they're they're the next legend. And the there. third one seems like it's like a big, a big one. Mm-hmm. Like it's huge. Well, Blood Raven even says that is like his response to Dunk is, "Well, we're going to take him back. It's not my decision, but right. the sooner he dies, the sooner another next pretender can That's come. Right. That's right. Yeah. So wants to keep him alive for sure, and then sort of stave off any rebellion that may come. Um, interesting, just to kind of again wrap some of this up, um, Dunk is um, talk, they talk about the egg right at the very end. What happened to the dragon egg? You know, and Lord Pro- Bl- Blood Raven reveals that one of his agents actually snuck up the privy uh, chamber and gets in there and was able to steal the egg. And, he, and, and Dunk was like, Dunk or Egg was like, that couldn't have been... There's no one could have been a no big, one could, yeah. No one could have fit up there or whatever. And then Blood Raven says a child could. And then Dunk thinks back to the dwarves. Yeah. yeah. yeah because, the dwarves. Because the day after <laughs> when the first joust, uh, jousting day happened, Dunk remembers seeing the same dwarf. That's right. Be really dirty and smell. Right. Yep. That's right. That's yeah. right. Forgot. And then he doesn't say a word to him. The dwarf does. And he's trying to make some merry, you know, kind of conversation with him, isn't he? He's trying to converse yeah. with him a little bit. And it's sort of an awkward, abrupt, sort of like, okay, well, all right, moving on. You know, but yeah, you're right. He was really dirty and, and things. Yeah. So, I mean, that's essentially it. Um, Dunk and Egg are given a bunch of gold. Dunk or Egg demands some gold from his uncle and, and he wants to, you know, so that way Dunk can ransom back his armor. Um, and then they, they, they kind of make a, what had, what does happen to, to, um, to, to Dunk right here? Cause Lord Bloodraven talks us a little bit at the end about, should they go back to Summerhall? Should they, you know, basically, is this is this really... The other piece was, how did you end up here? That was the, when they first started talking. How did you get here? Dunk, of all yeah. the... How are you and Egg in the middle of this rebellion? Well, it's, like, sort of just it's like, kind of the same It's kind of the same thing that how the first book ends. Why is it that the realm would need a hedge knight? Yeah, it's just sort of a... You know, this one, I mean, Dunk and Egg are both trying to explain... This just happened. We had no business. We had no, we needed some coin. We're on our way. And it just happened to stumble in here. You know, this is really, um, yeah. So it's just kind of interesting. But I think what's left that they continue on. They're going to continue in the hedges. There's more to learn. There's more adventures to come. Yeah. And Gurr's uh, supposedly writing them. I mean, hopefully he's writing the main book too. Uh, but Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know, guys. Overall, you know, what'd you think, Tom? Just uh, how'd you feel? I, I think it was excellent. Yeah. I mean, I, I listened to it in one sitting rather than breaking it up like I normally would. Me too. I, I literally couldn't put it. I could not stop. And that was the thing. I was just kind of like, wow. I, yeah. And the other ones, I was like, okay, I found a pretty good stopping point. You know, it is what it is. But I got consumed. I really did because it was just like yeah. it was pretty fast paced. I mean, I mean, with this one, I didn't even realize it was the next chapter. Yeah, until it was already half done, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, it's just yeah, and it's a lot, man. It's just yeah. like yeah. so many different threads and connections, and where do they go? And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 
it's just it, what I think is neat about it is that you get to see more hedge knights. You get to see this relationship between the hedge knights. You get to see the relationship between Egg and Dunk a little bit. And I think Dunk and Egg are making friends along the way. You know, oh, yeah. I think they're. You go clear back to um, Raymond Fossaway in the, in the in the first one, who I think is a friend now. We'll remember Dunk from the Tourney of Ashford. I think Dunk doesn't realize it, but his name is starting to spread. He does a little bit because he doesn't want, when he enters this tourney, he wants to come in as a mystery knight because he's worried about, you know, what people what will people, say. What people will remember right. of the tourney of Ashford. Well, I mean, yeah. he, you know, he did cause a dragon to die. I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I, I, to, to me, it was just a really, it's it's really good. This, this this character development is really, really good. And I really care about these characters. And I like Egg. I like Egg. I like Dunk, you know, a, a lot. I like the other knights and their personalities and their sort of made-up arms, like they're making up their own, you know, coat of arms and things like that. And so it's just, that's really cool. Um, you get to learn about the lesser lords in these houses, which is really neat. It's a really good way to kind of explain this because in the main series, you don't really have time to do it. But, but Gerd does such a good job of dropping in, you know, Lady Bracken and now bringing Lady Bracken back up you know, yeah. in the Blackfire Rebellion, these different pieces here in this, in, the, in this series and that whole house. And then you just sort of, you know, um, Dondarrion was in the first. Yeah. That's a name that was, that was in the first book, right? Um, you know, and then it's just really kind of interesting how these, these uh, smaller houses make, you know, are part of the larger houses and the larger, the seven kingdoms, I guess. So I don't know. It, it's a really, if you haven't, listen to it and you're just listening to us you need to go listen to the actual book because it's it's just so good and you'll love dunk you'll love egg so all right guys um get any other thoughts i think we're good okay all right guys um stay tuned here we are going to um i think next next week we'll try to pick back up with maybe like a world of ice and fire um sort of a history of westeros and just maybe start at the beginning and kind of work through it. It's going to be a little interesting. It's it's a longer book, um, but it really does give us a lot of background and context. And then maybe we can, after that, we think we might get in back into the Game of Thrones series and just kind of start going back through that. And Because tr- I think what will be cool is when we get back into that original series and read Game of Thrones and um, the Clash of Kings and so on, Feast of Crows and all those different things. Now we things. have this back story content yeah we have all this and you'll you'll start to kind of make those connections more so and the what is that the book of swords just came out i have to check that out right yeah that came out where they're talking about some of the valerian steel swords right um there's there's other little um smaller novels that uh that we haven't read there's actually a few that were that, that are out there i haven't we're gonna have to go find those. We're but, gonna uh, dive into all of it. Yeah. So the next one that's 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 gonna be coming out is the She Wolves of Winterfell, is what this is saying here on the wiki. Okay. So that's sort of the next book that may be coming out, and we're not sure when, but uh, that sounds interesting. The She Wolves of Winterfell sounds really cool. So. And maybe Winds of Winter will come out. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we're not sure. Which so, is coming out first? I tell you what. Uh, oh, Winds of Winter has to. If he releases any, it's so crazy that this little tiny thing is coming out. You know, it just came out on the tenth. That the sword, the Book of Swords, but um, but that's he, like that's like he did, he yeah. wrote like it's like two or three pages, and it's mostly about like it's like a a bunch of different authors. Yeah, that's that's nothing. I don't I don't think that's holding him back or whatever. But I mean, something like the She Wolves of Winterfell would be a little bit could hold him back a little bit. So I hope he gets that uh, Winds of Winter done, and when he does. We will stop what we are doing, and we will read that book, and we will go through it page by page. 
because we love Game of Thrones. It's so much fun. So, all right, guys, stay tuned. If you have any questions you want to discuss with us, we are on um, Second Breakfast Cast um, at gmail.com. That's our, that's our email address. We're also on Facebook at Second Breakfast Podcast. Uh, we got an Instagram as well, Second Breakfast Cast, so you can hit us up there. But really, just engage and um, stay tuned. Recommend, you know, if you have some information on the Blackfire Rebellion or theories, we would love to hear those and see those. So, all right, guys, uh, thanks so much. Stay tuned and stay hungry.